Amen. Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We doing okay? Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we'd love for you to join us in singing hymn 394, hymn 394, the solid rock. Hymn 394. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest friend, but holy lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all on the ground is sinking sand, all on the ground is sinking sin. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking Let his blood support me in the whelming the ground in sinking sand. You bow with me, please. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning with thankful hearts that you've allowed us to come into your house to worship. Father, we ask for your blessings as we as we meet today. We ask that God that there would not be a lost soul leave this building this day. Thank you for your love. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Now, if you're able to continue to uh, rest upon your feet, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 586. Hymn 586. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name. heart was the blood of life. Glory to his name. I am so wondrously saved from sin. I saved from sin. Jesus so sweetly abides within. There at the cross where he took me in. Glory to his Glory to his name, there 
cried to my heart was the blood of blood. Glory to his name. Oh, precious fountain that I am so glad that I've entered in. There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Let's do this uh, last verse, Acapulco. No music, just us singing to the Lord, giving him the glory. Last verse and chorus, Acapulco. Here we go. I come to this fountain so rich and sweet. Cast thy poor soul at the Savior's feet. Plunge in today and be made complete. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Amen. At this time, you may be seated. Well, if you would stand with me and turn your hymnals to hymn number 657, 
Hymn number 657, A New Name in Glory. Brother, you'll come lead us. I was once a sinner, but I came pardon to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. Angels sing the story. A sinner. Mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. My sins forgiven. I am bound for heaven. Evermore to roam. I was humbly kneeling at the cross. No guy's angry frown. When the heavens opened and I saw that my name was written. Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We're awful glad that you're here. Thank you for coming and choosing Central Park to be here this morning. Uh, just a few announcements we have. I'd like to welcome all of our visitors that are here today. Thank you for coming. If you're a first-time visitor and you did not receive a visitor card, if you slip up your hand right now, we'll make sure that you've gotten one. All right, I believe everything's taken care of, and I thank you for coming and making Central Park uh, your visiting place for today. We hope you'll come back. I hope you enjoy it. Amen. Uh, if you were a part of Mark, Brother Mark's class yesterday, just a reminder that, that Saturday class will not be meeting this uh, Saturday, but we'll meet again on October 8th. 
If you missed the class yesterday as the first class, and I know that some people had other plans, if you missed that class, come on October 8th, and you'll get everything you need to take that class with Brother Mark on Saturday. Don't forget about men's prayer breakfast this Saturday. Men's prayer breakfast this Saturday, 8.30 in the morning. We'll be meeting in the fellowship hall, and we'll have a wonderful time of, uh, 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 around the Word of God, around prayer, and around bacon. And don't, don't forget... Don't forget about uh, our uh, men's, uh, our 22 in 22, 22 in 22. This Sunday, this next coming Sunday morning, we'll be meeting at 8.15 in the morning, and we meet in here to pray. Men, women, everyone is invited to come to be a part of our 22 in 22. And last month, we actually exceeded our 22. And it's wonderful to see as God has been building that all through the year of 2022. So we want to encourage you to be a part of it. You do not have to be a member Amen. of Central Park to pray. Amen. Amen. God answers prayer of anybody, whether you're a member or not. You may be backslidden because you're not a member, but <laughs> I'm just teasing. But we sure I want to invite you to everything that we do. Uh, and especially that as well. Don't forget about our missions conferences coming up. Uh, it's coming up um, the, uh, October 12th through the through the 16th. This is a little flyer we have on it that you can get uh, for our missions conference. And then this is, there's the bigger one. I think there's a few left on the table in the foyer. Uh, and it tells you all about who's going to be here, what's going on. It gives you the schedule uh, of things. It also lists for you all the missionaries that we support right now in our church and i think all of that is important information and i hope that you get one of these all right so our missions uh conference is coming up there's a lot more announcements that i have not covered and we're not going to look at that are in the bulletin and there's bulletins out there in the foyer i want to encourage you to get one if you don't have one welcome to central park baptist church thank you for being amen. here we well, are glad to be here say amen. amen i'm glad to be i've missed y'all the last two sons where y'all been Amen. Y'all got to quit doing that, you know. Uh, but it's good to be home. And uh, I, we had a good time away. As someone asked, we uh, the first week we were with a bunch of preachers. And uh, the second week we were with a bunch of preachers. So, <clears throat> But we had a good time. You can have a good time with a bunch of preachers. Well, y'all didn't sound too sure about that. I'm telling you, we it was a great time. The uh, conference uh, there in Indianapolis was... Uh, just a, a great conference of preaching was uh, excellent and, uh, you know, challenged uh, the hearts of all those that were there. And uh, we just had a good time uh, while we were there. I, you know, preachers need to get preached to just like you need to get preached to. And uh, and it was a, a challenge to us, And uh, but we had a good time. But it's always good uh, to be back home. Uh, October 9th, a, uh, just a kind of a... Um, uh, something to get us started on our mission conference. Brother Gene Harmon will be here with us. And if you've not heard him, you, you'll not want to miss. He does an excellent job. His testimony is just an excellent testimony. Uh, he'll be with us all day on uh, October the 9th, that Sunday. And uh, I'll talk to him when he gets here uh, and talk to him about giving his testimony again, uh, perhaps that afternoon. But it is an amazing God is, a, is an amazing God, yes, he is. and I'm telling you, and I'm thankful that he is in control. Amen. All we need to do is learn how to let go and let him be in control. Amen. Uh, it, you'd be amazed how things work out, yeah, you know, 
so, but anyway, but Brother Harmon will be here with us on that day. And, uh, and it, again, it is good to be home. No, no place like home. Amen. If I could have clicked my heels together three times and made a wish, I would have been home a long time ago. Uh, but, but you can't do that. You have to drive down the interstate and get in traffic, you know, and stop for about two hours at a whack, you know. Uh, but but once you get rolling, it's just an awesome thing to get back to the house, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for Central Park Baptist Church. Amen. 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 Thankful for you who are here that uh, allow me to be your pastor. It's just a, a neat thing that God allows me to be a pastor of uh, of this church, and and I mean that sincerely. Uh, but it's just when you get away, you really have an op opportunity to look back and see the blessings of God, and God is a great God. Yeah. And we can all say, amen. amen. Well, let's have a good offering, amen. amen. And uh, may the Lord bless you this morning uh, as you give. Dear Father, we pray, Lord, that you'd please uh, bless this morning, bless this offering. Lord, most of all, pray that you'd bless us with your presence, Lord. I know that you're here this morning uh, because, Father, you said where two or three are gathered together, there you would be in the midst. And But, Lord, I pray that you'd please manifest yourself, Lord, in a special way today. May we uh, move out of your way this morning for just a little while I'll let you and allow you to minister to us today. And then, God, when the invitation is given, I pray, dear Father, that, Lord, that you'd help us to come forward and, and uh, do those things that you have called us to do. Lord, respond in a way, God, that would be according to your perfect will for our lives. And, Lord, we give you praise for that. Bless the gift and the giver, Lord. And may everything that's given be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this place. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. time uh, we'd like to uh, acknowledge and uh, let the uh, Korean ministry know that they are uh, now dismissed for uh, Korean ministry church and also for our junior church our junior church fifth grade and under junior church fifth grade and under if you're able to be dismissed at this time you're free to go as the rest of us if you we, we would stand and join uh, in singing hymn 659 hymn 659 I'd like for the men to lead with the hallelujah and the ladies to follow with praise ye the Lord, hymn 659. And then briefly greet each other as we prepare for our morning special. Hymn 659, sing along. Ah, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
you do hallelujah. Men do praise you the Lord. Here we go. Ladies. just in this just in this just came in hymn 574 hymn 574 first and last verses of hymn 574 
chapter 26. It's good to be home in, in, in my pulpit. Amen. Uh, I'm just glad to be home. Acts chapter 26. Um, if you'll please stand in honor of reading God's word this morning, if you're able, we'll, we're going to read down through oh, uh, verse 23, all right? Found your place, Amen. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews, especially because I know thee to be expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore, I beseech thee to hear me patiently. That's something that we got. We need to learn sometime when the preacher's preaching. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers, unto which promise our twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come, for which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even under strange cities. In other words, he went out of his way to go persecute them. He said, whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining around about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Notice what this Paul says here. He said, I heard a voice speaking to me. 
Listen, the voice of God is a personal voice for each one of us. He'll speak to us if we just allow him to do that. And that word pricks means a goad. When those oxen would get out of step, they had a big, long, sharp stick. They would reach down there and poke them and tell them, you get back in step with the rest of things. And that's what God's talking to him about. And he says, and I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from, and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works, meet for repentance. And, and I've never th- thought of this before, but if you look in verse 20, it says, but showed first unto them of Damascus. You know, he was headed to Damascus to put a bunch of them in jail. He had the letter in his pocket. They gave him the authority to do that. But now he's saying, I'm, I went to Damascus first and preached unto them repentance. And you know what I'm thinking? What were these people at Damascus thinking when they saw Paul? And you know, and, he, and maybe the letter falls out of his pocket and somebody looks at and says, Man, what is that? He came here to kill us and he's talking about repentance. Who is this guy? So he's preaching repentance unto these people. It says, For this cause, because he preached, works, me for repentance. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Verse 22 is where our text is. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both the small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. Dear Father, I pray, dear God, that you'd bless the reading of your word this morning. Help me, Lord, to preach the message that you've laid upon my heart. And and God, may we listen with a spiritual ear this morning. And God, may we heed the challenge today that comes from not from me, but from the word of God today, Lord. And, And Lord, I pray that we will listen to that still small voice of the Holy Spirit of God here this morning. And when the invitation comes that we will respond according. Uh, Lord, to your perfect will for our lives, and Lord, we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Tommy Pusey, I think that's how you pronounce his name, or better known as Rivs. Five years ago, he competed in the famed Boston Marathon. He he ran with what was called the Elite Field. This year, in 2022, he was happy to be among the last to cross the finish line. Five years ago, Ribs, he ran and averaged 5 minutes, 17 seconds a mile. And he finished the race, 26.2 miles, in 2 hours, 18 minutes, and 20 seconds to place 16th overall in the Boston Marathon. This year, in 2022, he covered the 26.2-mile marathon with a run-walk method. He averaged 15 minutes a mile. And he crossed the finish line in 6 hours, 31 minutes, and 54 seconds. Officially, 
he finished the, he came across the finish line 24,799 out of 24,918. You say, well, what made the difference? Well, in 2020, after uh, getting back home to Flagstaff, Arizona, from a training run that he had uh, been doing in the Grand Canyon, he got home, he said he felt extremely fatigued and disoriented, and at first he thought maybe he might have had COVID. But two weeks later, he checked himself into the hospital, and after uh, a lot of testing, the doctors came to him and diagnosed him with a rare form of cancer, and they discovered that his lungs had been almost taken over completely by these invasive nodules. Now, Rivs is fighting for his life. And in July of 2020, he was sedated and put into an induced coma. Five months and multiple surgeries later, Rivs was released from the hospital. He weighed 95 pounds. He was unable to cross the room without the aid of a walker. Today, he's out the door at 5 a.m. doing his best to try to regain as much fitness and endurance as he can. During the marathon this year, it says Rivs didn't run in the front with the elite, but he ran from the back of the crowd. He said, out front, you're unaware of those that follow. He said, it's a lot different running from the back. He said, you don't see those who struggle. You don't see those who are faint. You don't see those who suffer the pain that comes with the race. He even witnessed those who quit, those who found the race more difficult than they imagined. They, they just stopped. But the difference for Rivs was that when his mind and when his body said stop, he continued. When he began to struggle in the way, he continued. And if you look at our verse this morning, verse 22 in our text, this is our theme for our mission conference. And I, I had a, two other messages ready for today, but God just wouldn't let me get away from this. And, and so I came back and I sat in my study yesterday and began to read and, and study about this verse of Scripture. And, and I began to think about the missionaries that we're going to have here in just a few weeks and how they're going to preach to us and challenge us to do this very thing right here in verse 22 to continue. And it's here, right in our text, that we find the Apostle Paul. He's standing in judgment before Agrippa. And Paul, if you go back and study his life, you'll find that he had stood in judgment uh, before other rulers. First it was Felix, uh, and then he stood in judgment with Festus, and now he stands in judgment with Agrippa. And these rulers, if you go and read about them, they're wicked men. Uh, but Paul is a righteous man, and yet it's Paul who's been treated like a criminal. Isn't it amazing today how the righteous, uh, the ones that are trying to stand and do uh, the things that God wants them to do are treated as the criminal, and how we're treated as wicked and, uh, by those that are wicked themselves. And, and so Paul here stands on this day as a result of false accusations, accusations of sedition, accusations of trying to profane the temple uh, and just, you know, just for being a pest more than anything. In fact, when you read, you'll find that the real reason Paul was here was a religious reason. It was because of his doctrine. It was his belief in the Lord Jesus Christ and his preaching about the Lord as Messiah that, uh, that the Jews hated. 
And listen, I'm telling you, that's what the world hates about you and me and, and ministries and churches just like this today. It's not a personal thing. It's, the, it's who we stand for and, and what we stand for today. That's what they hate. And they hated Paul on this day because of his doctrine. And, and, and I don't think I have to remind you today that, listen, that uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, the, listen, the, the, what we stand for, they, they despise, the world despises an almighty God who, who created all things and the fact that God sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for, uh, for man's sin. They hate the fact that we stand for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of whom Paul, right here in chapter 26, teaches us. And, 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 he, and he talks about those who reject Him and how that, listen, one day that we're going to stand, or those that reject Him will stand in judgment themselves for the choices that, that, that they made. And if you notice in verse 6, look what Paul says. And he says, And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers, for which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews because of Paul's faithful preaching of the gospel. Some of the Jews, they seized him in the temple and they tried to kill him. And that set all these, the events in motion that, that leads up to this very moment that, and his encounter with Agrippa here uh, in chapter 26. And if you notice here that at verse 19, go back and look. If you notice that Paul, the Bible says that he's given the opportunity to speak for himself. Listen, when you give a preacher an opportunity to speak for himself, you know what he's going to do? He's going he's gonna to speak for himself. Uh, he's going to tell you the truth. He's going to tell you what's going on. And listen, that's exactly what he does here in these verses of Scripture. And he tells Agrippa in verse 19, he says, O King Agrippa, he says, I, I am not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. What was that heavenly vision? It was the fact that he met uh, the Lord Jesus Christ himself on the road to Damascus that day and was gloriously saved. And, and listen, we live in a day when, when after people trust Christ as their Savior, they start off well. They run with the elite. They're out front. But listen, I want you to see this, that then trials come, and we can all say amen. amen. Listen, suffering begins to hit home. People mock, and they make fun of, and they, they realize, Christians realize that being a Christian, listen, it's not all fun and games. It's not all easy. Listen, I'm talking about when you try to uh, live a Christian life, how that does make a difference in the lives of other people, and and we realize that it's not easy. And, and, and as a result, if we're not careful, people fall out. They even stop. However, Scripture is full of those who were called of God. And trials came. Listen, suffering came. Testing came. But they continued. That's the theme of our mission conference this year. Listen, it's, it's staying the course. In Acts 26, 22, Paul says, I continued. Listen, I'm telling you, we don't live a life today. If you think it's all going to be easy, you are mistaken. Somebody has lied to you and you bought into it. It's not easy. It's difficult. And the Bible's full of examples who, 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 of great men that have difficulties uh, along the way. And I want to show you a few of those. First, I, I thought of David. There's no question that David is one of the most important figures in Scripture. 
and we're easily inspired by his youthful willingness to fight Goliath. I'm telling you, we, we know that story about how Goliath is on the one side of the valley and the, the Israel army is on the other side and, and, and Goliath stands and he mocks the armies of God and mocks God himself and, and we see how uh, David is over there. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who does this guy think he is? Listen. Uh, that's, that's, we're, we're all encouraged by that and, and, and we're thankful for that and, and we see him as he goes out and he, 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 he fights Goliath and, or, or real, literally he goes in the name of the Lord God himself and God fights the battle for him and so we're encouraged to know of how he, he slew Goliath, cut his head off with his own sword. But then we got to keep reading. It, it's not all that way. We read about David, how he is pursued by Saul. Saul tries to kill him. And so David is on, uh, on the run for his life. And, and, and year, literally for years, he lived in caves. He struggled for survival. But he continued. And we can all say, amen, come on. David was guilty of breaking half of God's commandments. But then there was a man by the name of Nathan, the prophet of God, who confronted David about his sin. Listen, and you know what David did? Listen, he repented. Listen, that ought to be the attitude of every born-again child of God. Listen, there must be a confrontation with sin in our lives. There's got to be a time and a place where we come to that, that place where we come before God and we, we confess that sin and we say, God, and we agree with Him and we name that sin and we say, God, please forgive me. Listen, that's David. There was a confrontation with sin and, and Paul tells us in verse 20 in our text passage that this, that, that his message was one of repentance and turning to God and, and watch and doing words meet for repentance. But that's not so much today. People want a short sermon and one that's sugar-coated. And I got to thinking about that the other day, and I thought, you know, Lord, we've got a bunch of spiritual diabetics. Uh -oh. Amen. Listen, David repented. Praise the Lord. Listen, he got right with God. And listen, and not only did he get right, but he continued in God's plan for his life. Listen, far too many people today are statistics in the things of God. They've stopped. But I'm here to let you know we don't have to stop. David didn't stop. Come on, we can say amen. Let me show you somebody else. Elijah is another man. He had so many miraculous experiences. You would have thought that he had a faith that was unshakable. After all, he caused the rain to stop for more than three years in 1 Kings chapter 17. Man, that's pretty miraculous. How would you like to be able to... I'd like to be able to pray and say, Lord, we need a little rain, and then it just kind of started drizzling rain. That'd be pretty awesome. Well, that's Elijah. He witnessed a widow's son resurrected in 1 Kings 17, 22. He called down fire from heaven on the altar and slew 400 prophets of Baal in 1 Kings 18. I mean, what kind of, I mean, those are some pretty fantastic victories, but they, they've come from the fingertips of an almighty God. And we were thinking, man, if anybody's faith is unshakable, well, it's this guy. But then you go on and read about Ahab's wife. You know her name, 
Jezebel. Name you'll never forget. She got mad. And she vowed to see Elijah dead. And Elijah couldn't take it. So you know what he did? He took off. Elijah, don't you remember? I mean, just not too long ago you prayed and, and it didn't rain for three years. Didn't you just... Didn't you just pray fire down from heaven on the altar and it consumed the altar? Didn't you just kill 400 prophets of Baal? And you're scared of her? He took off, went out into the wilderness, and God said, Elijah, you big sissy. Get up. Put your big boy britches back on. Wait a minute. That's what we think. But you know what God did? He fed him. He allowed him to rest. And after a while, God encouraged Elijah with a still, small voice and told him, listen, Elijah, you're not alone in this. You're not by yourself. You may be struggling. You may be having a hard time, but you're not in this alone. Listen, too many times, we as God's children, we think that we're all by ourselves. And if we're not, if we're not careful, we get like Elijah and we start having a pity party. Oh God, please, I am the only one that's left. <laughs> Are you still with me? Say amen. We think that we're the only one that's ever been through hard times or difficulties, but we are not. Listen, the Lord Jesus Christ himself suffered all things so that he could be our helper and our comforter today. And he draws alongside us and he gives us strength so that we can continue. Elijah got up. Amen. He got up. John Mark in Acts chapter 12. Now, this is kind of getting a little closer to home. His family was important to the early church. If you go back and read, you remember when Peter was, they'd been having an all-night prayer meeting. He got released from prison. He knows that the believers are going to be at John Mark's house. I mean, due to the family's relationship to Barnabas through all this, he and Paul, they go back and they... They choose and they pick up John Mark and, and on the way back from a mission trip to Jerusalem and they're going to take him to Antioch with him on another or with them on another mission trip. If you go in Acts chapter 12 verse 25, you find that from there that Paul and Barnabas, they're, they're sent to Cyrus and, and they take Barnabas along with them. But somewhere along the way, John Mark decides he's had enough. And he left Barnabas and Paul and he went back to Jerusalem. You know what he did? He quit. Yeah, he quit. I mean, listen, this past week I, I was thinking about this and, and I even wrote this down at, at this preacher's conference. I'm, I, I'm reminded their theme was faint yet pursuing and you go and read that story. It's an amazing story in Scripture. But I was reminded that, that, that the fact that Satan is alive and well. Yeah. He's probably more so fighting this day 
than ever before. Every pastor, every preacher, every saint of God has a target on your back. Uh, listen, you know, I, I believe that Satan's doing, he's turned up the heat. Are you still here? Say amen. Come on, if you've, been, if you've been facing some stuff here, I'm not talking about just the last few days, I'm talking about the last few weeks. I, listen, just go ahead and say amen, it's okay. Because listen, the devil's real. So here's Barnabas. Things got tough for him and, and he quit. Um, but years later, think you go keep reading. You know, I'm glad that for some of these men, that when you read about them going back, the story's not over. Right. I'm, I'm, y'all remember Paul Harvey? Where he says at the end, and now you know. Oh yeah, well, we're, this is the rest of the story. Uh, years later, if you go back and read when Paul's sitting in jail and he's waiting on his trial to get started, he writes a letter to the church of Colossa. And he not only tells them that John Mark is with him. Wait a minute. I thought he quit. Well, he did. But now Paul says John Mark is with him. And that John Mark has he's been a, a comfort to him. But he also tells the church there at Colossa that they're welcome. They're to welcome. Uh, they're to welcome John Mark if he shows up. I mean, here's this kid that that disappointed Paul to the nth degree, but now he's a a man who brought Paul comfort. You see, at one point, Paul called John Mark someone who caused division in the body, but now Paul calls him a fellow laborer. What happened? Well, I really believe that, remember those saints that were pay, praying back, the family of John Mark that was so influential to the church? I think they're probably still praying. Yep. I think that those saints of God were there. They continued to pray for John Mark. They continued to lift their hearts for a young man who'd walked away. They continued, and, and as a result, listen, John Mark continued. Listen, I'm telling you, we see people sometimes we just want to write them off. Come on, y'all. I'm telling you, they, I mean, even in our own family, if we're not careful, we just want to write them off. Wait a minute. They didn't do John Mark that way. Listen, Satan's alive today, but so is God. Amen. Listen, he's still on the throne. He's still in control. He still moves men, sets men down and raises them up. He's still the God that I serve. The Holy Spirit of God still lives in my heart and he still answers prayer. Listen, there were some people of God that began to pray for John Mark and they prayed for him earnestly and fervently. Listen, there's some times that you and I today need to get serious about prayer. There's some times when we ought to fast and pray. Now, don't raise your hand, but when's the last time you fasted and prayed about something? Something that was so important to you that you were willing to put this body into subjection and, and, and not eat any food. Boy, I would imagine maybe that's what happened here. Listen. As a result of these saints of God, they, they continued. 
And there's a lot of others today that we can talk about about this morning that, that face difficulties besides John Mark and David and Elijah. You, you go back through Scripture, you read about Esther for one. You read about Jeremiah. Listen, he, he quit, walked away, but it, he said it just burned so much in his bosom that he couldn't help but open his mouth. Moses was another one. Listen, I'm telling you, if anybody faced some murmuring, complaining, listen, here's the guy that faced it. In fact, they, they, this is another message, but I'm telling you, he, he got to one point where they wanted to stone him. Well, this ain't working out good for us. We're just going to kill him. It's Moses' fault. I think about Ezekiel, who went out preaching one day and his wife died. Go read it. He went out preaching one day, and I mean, and God told him, listen, nobody's going to get saved, but you go preach. No converts, but you go preach. Uh, and the only source of encouragement he had was his wife. Man, he'd tell his wife in the morning, listen, honey, I'm going to go preach, but I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm going to preach the word. I'll be home in a little while. I can see her, see him as he goes out and, and he's come back home in the days past and he gets a little closer and he can smell bread in the oven. Yeah. Amen? After he's been out preaching all day and nobody's paying him any attention, they're, they're mocking him and making fun of him for what he's preaching. They're, they're laughing him to scorn and, and they're saying, listen, who is this guy? Look at that. He is a, he's a preacher. Look at him. But then when he gets close to home, he, he can smell the bread and he thinks, man, I'm sure glad I'm getting home. Well, what, a, what an encouragement. But one day he went out and on his way back home, as he got close, he didn't smell any bread. There was no one to meet him at the door. And he began to wonder, what, what's, going on to, what's going on here? And he finds his wife had died. Man, you think it was difficult? But you know what he did? He got up the next day, you read it, and he went and preached. He continued. Listen, a lot of people today that don't say, man, how do we do it? Well, let's look at Paul. Paul, here in verse 22, he's an example of, of obedience. And folks, listen, obedience, I want you to hear this, obedience accompanies true salvation. Did y'all, y'all, let me say it again. Obedience accompanies true salvation. First Peter 1.14, it says, As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the form of lusts in your ignorance. Paul, the Bible says, was obedient to his calling. But Paul had a secret. In fact, it was a secret that's really not a secret. Look in verse 22. Paul says, and he tells us, Having therefore... Read it with me. Obtained help of God. What does it say? I continue unto this day. Paul, now watch this. Paul didn't just happen on God's help that day. Paul had had God's help throughout his ministry. Look in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 
2 Corinthians chapter 1. And I want you to turn and see these. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and look in verses 8 through 10. It says, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not, well, here it is, we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead. Listen, I'm here to let you know God's still on the throne. It says, who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. You know what that saying? Paul had obtained the help of God. Listen, is, a, is God too far out there that we can, we can no longer get his help? Absolutely not. We can still get his help today. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I don't hear your pages turning. I want you to see it. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And look in verse 11. Notice what it says. Persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but watch, out of them all the Lord delivered me. You know what that's happening? You see it? God's helping him. Look in chapter 4 in verse 17 and 18. It says, notwithstanding, listen, this ought to make a born-again child of God get a little bit happy. It says, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. Not only did he stand with him, but he strengthened him. Listen, I'm here to let you know today that when you're struggling, listen, when things, listen, there's sometimes things happen in your house and in your family that just kind of comes up and just slaps you in the face a little bit. Amen? And we're thinking, man, where did this come from? Can I get an amen? And we just want to sit down and we just want to say, man, I just can't take it anymore. I just can't do it. Listen, you cannot do it on your own. You cannot survive trying to be a Lone Ranger Christian. But I'm here to let you know here in verse 17, it says, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. That's how you continue. That's how you keep going. Paul had the help of God all throughout his ministry. Look back in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And look in verse 26 and verse 27. I mean, these are some of the things that Paul went through. In journeyings often, well, let's start verse 25. Now, let's start back in 24. <laughs> of the Jews, five times received I, 40 stripes saved one, because they thought if you, only, if you got 40, it'd kill you, so they only beat him 39 times. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. I guess he was in peril. In weariness and 
painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Watch, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Listen, he thinks all of these things that were on him and all the things that he suffered. And then he says, and not only that, but the ministry also comes up hard. Can I let you know this morning that ministry is tough no matter where you serve. Faithfulness is difficult at best. But it's right. In all these things, Paul continued. Listen, why did he do that? Well, because there's more at stake than our comfort. There's more at stake than our feelings. There's more at stake uh, than, I don't know, what I want or what you want. There's more at stake. Look, in, look back in our text. Look in verse 16. God, in verse 16, issues a challenge to Paul. And notice what he says. He says, but Paul... He said, I mean, this is on the Damascus Road. Paul says, you know, uh, who is this? You know, who, who, who's talking to me? And, and the Lord says, I'm Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Paul's laying on the ground. And the Lord says, but rise up. Stand on your feet. Hey, wait a minute. That's pretty, I, I guess that challenges to you and me today. You understand that, that things are dark today in our society. Amen. And, there's, and if we're not careful, there's a lot of Christians that say, man, it sure is tough. Boy, it sure is dark out there. Man, it sure is hard to, to knock on people's doors and, and, and tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And man, what a dark day we live in. And listen, we can, either, we can murmur, we can complain. We can talk about how hard it is and about how difficult it is and, and we can, uh, we can, you know, feel like we can stop and we can feel like, you know, I don't want to do this part of ministry anymore. But listen, God says to stand on your feet. Yeah. I mean, this could be the church's best day. Right. And, and, and by the way, you know this, that the light shines brightest in the darkest hour. Listen, then, you know what that lets me know? This could be the best opportunity in the world for the church today to reach people that are lost right now, today. But we need some Christians today, some people of God, no matter what trial they're suffering, no matter what they might be going through, to stand on their feet and seek the help and the strength of Almighty God and help us to take another step and continue for the cause of Christ. Paul... He said, I continue. Listen, we today need to do our best to make this ministry the best it can be. Amen. Praise the Lord, preacher. Let's make this the best that it can be. Come on. I don't know about you, but I don't like average. I don't like, you know, just getting by. Listen, I, I, I've never, I, I want to, I've always, uh, you know, I don't, I, I was, we played golf last week and, and this preacher friend of mine, Brother Ted, that preached here, he's won the trophy two years in a row. And I, I'm the only one that's won it three. And I told him, I told all these guys we play with, I said, listen, 
If Brother Ted wins, he wins, he gets it three times. I'm a little selfish. I don't want him to win three. Amen. I said, I'm coming to win. And I won, praise the Lord. But you know what? I don't want to be second place. I've got to look at on my shelf and I've got about four trophies that say, second place. You know what? I hate them. You know why? Because they remind me that I didn't win. Well, listen, it's the same thing with the ministry of Central Park Baptist Church. I wanted everything to be the best that it can possibly be. And you ought to want the same thing, not for me, not for you, but for His honor and for His glory. The choir ought to be the best that it can be. Every chair ought to be full of people wanting to use their talents for the things of God. Every opportunity to serve ought to be filled with people. When I came back, uh, we went out soul winning yesterday, and man, I saw all the men that came, they showed up again, and I thought, praise the Lord. I'm thankful to be associated with men who want to go out and, and knock on people's door, no matter what they might do to them when they get there. That's a blessing and an encouragement and a testimony for Central Park Baptist Church. You know what they're doing? They continue. Uh, it's easy when you go out there and you knock on somebody's door and it's... Who is it? Oh, this is, Pas this is Pastor Marco and Pastor White from Central Park Baptist Church. We don't want any. We're not interested. Let's go home. Let's go home. They're not interested. I mean, I'm just so tired of people telling me that they're not interested or speak to the hand or, or slam the door in their face. Listen, I'm sensitive and I hate that stuff. But you know what encourages me? Those men come back the next week. And they go out. And they knock doors. And you know what they do? They continue. Listen, we, as God's people, can continue. That's what the theme is. Look, look what it says. Look in verse 16. Here's the challenge. I want you to see this. Verse 16 of chapter 26, it says, The Lord himself says, But rise, Paul, and stand on your feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. What was the purpose? To make thee a minister and a witness. Now look in verse 22. Paul says, Agrippa, having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day. What's it say? Well, isn't that the purpose God called him to? He's, listen, this, this challenge to Paul was way back on the Damascus Road. God issued that challenge when he smote him off of that horse and he knocked him down and he said, Paul, listen, this, today I'm appearing unto you because I'm calling you to be a witness. And here it is years later. Paul, standing in judgment over a, from a wicked king, he says, Agrippa, I've obtained the help of God, and I continue unto this day witnessing both the small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer, and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead, and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. 
That's me and you. I'm thankful that Paul continued. Where would we be today had Paul stopped? We'd be in trouble, I'm fearful. Where are the people of this city going to be if we stop? Where are the people on foreign fields going to be if we stop? Shouldn't we continue? Yeah. You see, when you obtain the help of God, then you can say what Paul said. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Listen, where are you this morning? Are you close? If we get close, but don't stop. Listen, when you run from the back, you see people struggle and you see them suffer. And you're reminded of the fact that there's people in front of you, listen, that we can be an encouragement to when we come by. I would imagine Rivs, 24th, I mean, he finished almost dead last, but he finished. Yep, he finished. Listen, are you going to finish? Finish strong. Don't finish average. Finish strong. And if there's a place that God wants you to be, make it the best. Make it the best. Why? Because we bring honor and glory to God the Father when we do it. Listen, um, you may be here today and you're not saved. Well, then the best place for you to obtain the help of God is, first of all, through eternity. Because Jesus Christ died for your sins. And you can obtain the help of God that you'll know that you're going to live forever. I'm as good as in heaven today. I'm not yet. But but while I'm here, I'm going to do my best to continue. But I cannot do it without his help. And neither can you. Father, help us. Strengthen us this morning. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, God, to continue. Lord, Paul sure went through a lot. And if anybody had a... um, a reason to quit he did if anybody had a reason to slow down he did if anybody had a reason to cry out he did and Lord I pray God that you'll help us though do what he did he continued but Lord we cannot continue Lord without your help Lord help us to realize this morning that God that we uh, we need your strength Paul knew it And God, he went to you daily. And Lord, to gain strength and gain help. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us today. Maybe there's someone here today that needs your help. God, may they come. Maybe there's someone here today that's close to the edge. God, I pray, Lord, that they'll come. Maybe, Lord, there's someone here today that God just needs to come and, uh, Lord, make Central Park a part of their family. And Lord, I pray that they'll come if that be your will. But God, whatever the need is this morning, where we just need strength or comfort or encouragement, God, I pray that we'll come and do your will. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand and while we sing a verse, if the Lord's speaking to your heart, come right now.